What's up, everybody? It's Monday, May 2nd, year of our Lord, 2022. We have a great podcast here for you. We always have a great podcast for you, but this one is 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 really, really awesome. So we have an interview with Storm Murphy coming up here, but first, we got to take care of some housekeeping. First and foremost, this podcast is brought to you by Main Street Pharmacy, located right in Blacksburg, Virginia. Um, Jeremy Counts is actually collaborating with us in the, I'll go ahead and say it, uh, collaboration poster that we are doing with Storm Murphy. Yes, we are doing a collaboration poster with Storm Murphy. Um, we will uh, be putting out the details for where you can do it. It's going to be at Sharky's. It's going to be, I believe, next week. And you can get a signed poster. You can get a non-signed poster. You'll be able to purchase these online as well. Um, but we want to thank Main Street Pharmacy for making this possible. So Main Street Pharmacy right in Blacksburg. Check them out. Um, yeah, really, really excited about that. Uh, we talked about it in the podcast. Uh, huge, huge tip of the cap to TSL, who has led the way with this um, and kind of busted the door down on, um, on working with athletes in this capacity. So excited about that. Before we pass it over to Storm Murphy, we have to talk about our two incredible, incredible teams right now. Uh, it has been an amazing, amazing spring semester for Virginia Tech. Um, we tweeted about it earlier this morning. Um, but Virginia Tech wins the state championship over the University of Virginia. Uh, Virginia Tech headed to Charlottesville to face the uh, number 11 ranked Virginia Cavaliers. Virginia Tech was ranked number seven at the time. Uh, Virginia Tech took game one, five to two, lost game two, three to six. I was there. Uh, incredible crowd for all three games, but game two, uh, University of Virginia retired Ryan Zimmerman's number. It was the biggest crowd in UVA history. Uh, but then Virginia Tech bounced back and won game three, seven to five uh, over the Cavaliers. So an incredible, incredible baseball team. Just some quick hitters for you about this team. Virginia Tech has moved up to number five in America. They are 21 and four in the last 25 games. They have won seven straight ACC series. Uh, and again, in the last 25 games, they are nine and four versus the Division One baseball's top 25. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, not too sure what sport Virginia has left to talk about. Looking forward for baseball. Uh, if you go ahead and head over to their schedule, they play Marshall on Wednesday, followed by Villanova, Liberty, a series versus Louisville at home. One game with Kansas State, kind of weird, uh, May 17th. And then we close it out with Duke at home as well. So that is the um, that is the lineup there for the rest of the season for baseball. Shifting over to softball, which is having an absolute historic season following up their historic season last year. Uh, softball is currently ranked second in the country. That's right, in the United States of America. The Virginia Tech Hokies are ranked second in softball and fifth in baseball. Softball finishes the season as the regular season ACC champions. Um, couldn't be more proud of this, uh, this team. They came into the season with a ton, a ton, a ton of expectations, and they have exceeded every expectation. Um, so incredible work by the ladies this year. They uh, are wrapping up the season with a game versus Liberty on Tuesday, and then the ACC championship, just so you all know when it is, 
It is in Pittsburgh, PA on May 11th to May 14th. Um, Virginia Tech is in a very good position. I believe it is a guarantee uh, with the win over Virginia in baseball. It is a guarantee that we will be playing a regional at home in Blacksburg. And obviously the women will be hosting a regional as well. I plan to be there uh, for one of, if not both of those. Um, Would love to see a great crowd. This is a uh, momentous event for Virginia Tech Athletics. Um, So show out, support these teams. If you can make it out, make it out. If not, make sure you follow. Uh, But these are two teams that absolutely, absolutely deserve your attention. Uh, And we are overwhelmingly proud of what they have been able to do this year. In terms of scheduling updates, Uh, We will have some content coming to you by the time this hits the feed um, in the morning on uh, Tuesday. Sam Jesse will have an article up detailing the UVA series win. Head over to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever to make sure that you're able to get that. Um, And uh, we'll have you covered with everything going on in the athletic department um, from here on out. Trying to think if we have anything else going on. I believe that is it. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and turn. I'm gonna go ahead and shut up and turn it over to Storm Murphy, uh, ACC champion Storm Murphy. So looking forward to it. Stay tuned for all the information on his poster signing and uh, where you can get it online. You'll be able to get it online. If I didn't say that already, can't remember. Sorry, I'm watching Trevor May blow a uh, game for the Mets here. But hope everybody is well. And uh, I'll turn it over to Storm. everyone it is sunday may 1st peace punch first of the month as they say is, who's they i've never i've never heard anyone say that <laughs> don't listen to them um we are back uh we got billy ray mitchell drinking a glass of merlot on the the cab. Call. yeah drinking a glass of cat wasn't sure if it was a, a cab or a merlot uh-huh. Uh, coming at you live from Richmond. My name is Pat Finn. I just got back from Richmond. I am in Charlotte. We're the Sons of Saturday, and we have a special guest, return guest, uh, but not getting his car washed today uh, with the Sons of Saturday podcast. Um, his name is Storm Murphy. I guess I guess you're a former grad transfer now. But, uh, champion Storm. Champ. What's there up, we go. Champ? There we go. What's up, Welcome boys? Welcome back, man. How's, uh, how are things? Things are great. Yeah, I'm glad to jump on. Um, been a little bit since the season now, but I'm you know, just trying to figure out what's next. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun, fun year. Ended very well. So I'm happy to be here. Absolutely, man. Well, we'll kick it off here at the top. Billy Ray's birthday was on April 11th. And on his birthday, I gave him a call. And I sang him the birthday song. And, you know, he said that the worst and least favorite part of his birthday and and turning another year old is having people sing him happy birthday. Today is Coach Young's birthday. Did you call Coach Young and sing to him on May 1st? I did not call and sing to him, tweeted and texted, but uh, maybe that's we we should do that. We should get the whole team 
to do a group call or something because uh, he was always the one singing, kicking it off every day. It was someone in the program's birthday. So he definitely deserves that. <laughs> it's, it's not the worst, though, is being sung happy birthday. It's the worst. It's yeah. the worst. It's always awkward. Nobody likes it. <laughs> and I hate it. The epitome of, of awkward. Yes, yeah. it is. But yeah. singing it, singing it is really fun. <laughs> it is. It is very fun to sing it. Yeah. You know, I could even sing it in Spanish. Really? I'll yeah. Say, don't tell. Don't get him fake yeah. intrigue because then he'll do it. Don't. Leonio yeah. is feliz, as they say. There you uh, go. <laughs> um, but Storm, we're wrapping up here. I mean, the finish line is in sight. It is officially May. How does it feel to be, you know, just a few weeks away here from being officially done with college? Yeah, it's definitely crazy. You know, it's uh, it's gone by so quickly. I feel like. Um, even just this last year, it was, you know, last week or a couple weeks ago, last month that, you know, I was just arriving to campus. So, um, but now looking at the calendar is about a year ago. So it really has flown by and, um, you know, just my whole entire career five years ago, um, you know, feels like, you know, half a year, a few months. So definitely flew by, um, crazy, but excited at the same time, you know, look back and super happy and, and have some crazy, awesome memories that I'll never forget. But, yeah, definitely uh, has moved fast, but I'm excited for what's next. So, Storm, let's talk about the season. And honestly, it was one of the, it was one of the weirdest kind of uh, mind trick seasons of all time. So, you guys come into the season, everybody's fired up. It's oh man, Naheem Alina's is coming back. We got the Storm Murphy guy, this little white guy from Wofford, who <laughs> is crazy about. Kevin Alum is back. Justin Mutz is back, and we had Luke Hancock on this podcast. Come on here and say, Virginia Tech is going to win the ACC. They are the deepest. They are the oldest. And the season starts. And I got to say, up until February, it wasn't, it wasn't too much fun. We watched a, a ton of uh, really, really close games. We were at the Memphis game. Um, but to kind of sum it up, so you come into the season and it's, okay, we have ACC aspirations. And then around December – Everybody starts to rework those expectations and say, okay, it's time to play young guys. It's time to get ready for the next year. And where I think the entire season turned around is when we entered the game against Georgia Tech. Uh, this was on February 2nd. Virginia Tech comes into the game 13 and 10, a 13 and 10 basketball team. Uh, you had lost three of the last four, one of them being a buzzer beater at home versus Miami, which was a real opportunity for a quadrant one get win. I watched that game at Steve sizzling stakes with my Belmar buddies. Um, I just want to know before that game, what was the vibe of the team? What was shoot around? Like what was practice? Like, did it feel like the sky was falling? Did it feel like you guys were right there? Kind of walk me through the mentality of the team and the uh, coaching staff. Yeah, we definitely had felt uh, that way, you know, kind of with the whole fan base, you know, all these expectations come into the season, um, high as can be and um, excited to, uh, you know, hopefully fulfill those. And then all of a sudden we're losing all these close games, um, not having a great time playing basketball, you know, losing sucks. And, and to do that, um, you know, with the amount of expectations that we had on us, uh, definitely did not feel good. We felt, you know, like we were disappointing people and um, weren't living up to the true potential that we really had. And so um, I think around that same time, like you mentioned, um, with that Georgia Tech game, that Florida State win, um, you know, we really started to catch some momentum. Um, I'd say the couple weeks even leading up to those games, though, um, while we were, you know, probably at our lowest point and in our darkest hour, 
um, you know, hanging our heads was a huge temptation. Um, you know, wasn't, wasn't always exciting to come to the gym and, uh, and to be motivated, but coach young and the staff, and then, um, even just team meetings on the side with, with players only, um, you know, we continue to just talk about, uh, you know, the reason why there was belief in the beginning of the season, the reason why those expectations were on us and what we really can do with that, uh, and that the season's not over. So, um, you know, as soon as we hit some wins, hit our stride, um, you know, it, it was, it was, you know, the rest was history, but I think. Um, it didn't even really start, you know, with those wins or in a game. I think it was really starting in the locker room, in the film room, and in the practice facility. Would you say that it was more so uh, not one thing, but a few things that changed, or was it more so sticking with it? Because one of my biggest arguments that I had um, with people that had a problem with the, how the season was going was everybody was like, man, we're making mistakes that teams that have this many seniors shouldn't make. Mm -hmm. I think that was a little bit of an unfair comparison, given the fact that you were completely new to this basketball team. Guys were playing different positions. We had guys that transferred. Tyrese Radford leaves. So do you think it was more so you guys gelling as a cohesive unit? Because, again, down the stretch towards the end of that really, really difficult patch that we had, they were extremely, extremely close games against really good basketball teams. You guys just didn't get over the hump. So what do you think it was that changed or was it just more reps and more minutes together? Yeah, I wouldn't say it was the individual experience we'd had. Uh, I would say it was the collective experience we had along uh, throughout the season. Um, you know, I remember some games where, you know, yeah, late game runs, big leads were cut. Uh, we couldn't we couldn't hold on to them, couldn't pull out wins. And I think uh, the difference between those games uh, and the end of the season wasn't, um, you know, a single person or a single play, but necessarily – uh, more of a collective unit where people were uh, feeding off of each other's urgency, dependence, uh, desperation. I feel like, you know, we just started to click uh, at the right time where uh, it got to the point where we, we just had conversations in the car, on the bus, in, in, the, in the film room and on the practice court that, uh, you know, where we said, we literally can't lose another game if we want want to make it to, to March Madness um, and not have to win the ACC tournament. Um, we we literally can't lose anymore. We started to just feel that uh, desperation and urgency. I think uh, that's really what allowed us to kind of um, kind of lean on each other um, in those late game situations and and not um, hang our heads, uh, even if we gave up a little run here and there, but to, to keep chipping away, keep our heads up and make plays down the stretch. So yeah, I would say it was, it was a collective unit. And before we move into uh, that magical run that came after that Georgia Tech game, I want to know, we've talked about this before, but we've never talked to an athlete about it before. How much, how much of the, of the negative social media stuff do you see? Because it's very easy to get up here and say, I don't read any of that. I'm not, I don't pay attention to it. It's out there. It was tough and testament to you all for turning it around. But how much of that do you see and how does that affect you? And on the flip side, how helpful is it after you lose a game like you did to Miami, that Castle Coliseum is still jam packed full of people. I mean, we saw some yeah. of the crowds that we've ever seen watching this program uh, in the back half of that year. Yeah, I mean, I think it, you definitely see a lot of it. Um, it's hard not to see it. Um, and then it's also kind of talked about just, uh, you know, what the vibe is of Hokie Nation, what the vibe is uh, on social media, uh, you know, what people are saying. And um, it wasn't necessarily something that, 
you know, we took personally. It was something more we, we were kind of collectively laughing at, collectively, uh, you know, kind of just like trying to, you know, maybe run by each other and make sure, you know, we weren't hanging our heads. We weren't uh, listening too much to the noise and all that. And Coach Young continued to talk about, uh, you know, in the thick of the season when we weren't winning, uh, about how, you know, not to listen to, to all that, to um, listen, see tweets, listen to them, take it personally when, when people were just talking about, you know, a game by game thing and um, people have that game, stuff like that. So, um, you know, we, we definitely see a lot of it definitely is hard, uh, you know, to not be affected by it sometimes. But, um, you know, as a team, I think we really handled it well, addressing it, not shying away from it. Um, so, yeah, I think, and like you mentioned, to, to continue to see Castle fill up, though, um, you know, we obviously knew we were supported like crazy all throughout the season, no matter um, if someone had a bad shooting stretch here, bad game here, um, you know, everyone in the program continuously felt uh, like, you know, we were, we were loved, supported and, and, and rooted on all the way, um, every player from the top down. So um, yeah, shout out to Hokie Nation all the way through the season. Um, definitely meant a lot. So if you expand it to the Florida State, to the Florida State win, that was on Saturday, January 29th. You beat Florida State by double digits. Hunter Couture goes absolutely ballistic in that basketball mm-hmm. game. Uh, you beat Georgia Tech by, uh, by almost 20 points. And you actually closed the season uh, nine and two down the stretch. Um, I got to ask you, following the Clemson game, lost at Little John Arena, how did you guys feel about your tournament hopes? Because for me, I, when, when, we, when we lost that game, I said, okay, we got to win one or two in the ACC tournament. Other people are saying we need to win the ACC tournament. Did you guys get into that game of trying to figure out, you know, how many games do we need to win? Did you guys just assume you needed to win the ACC tournament? What was the vibe of the team with, we want to play in March. This is what we think we need to do to get there. Yeah. I think going into that Clemson game at Clemson, uh, we definitely knew we couldn't lose it. We knew they were good, but um, you know, we thought it was a must win. So losing that game definitely shook things up. We, we started to really kind of panic and, you know, play that game and think about how many games we have to win and, and what teams we have to beat by how much in the AC tournament. We got to make it to the championship at least. Like, do we have to win the whole thing? Um, so, yeah, a lot of questions, doubts, you know, and, and, and emotion went in uh, to the week prepping for the AC tournament after we had lost to Clemson. People were pretty fired up, um, you know, frustrated with that loss. Um, and uh, I think we definitely felt the pressure to have to win at least three games. Um but yeah, we were talking about it. Do we need to win two, three, four? Um, and thankfully, you know, when we got there and we had already won two and we had already won three, uh, we, 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 it became, you know, more about just winning the championship instead of making March Madness. So um, definitely <laughs> pumped about how it finished for sure. And Storm, you know, we were talking about, you know, that run um, towards the end of the season and Castle showing up and being packed. You guys went to uh, John Paul Jones Arena in January and lost a heartbreaker. You know, this is the first time you get to play UVA in a Virginia Tech uniform. Um, And it was just a a really tough ending. You guys come back in February and the the momentum is rolling. You get UVA at home on a Monday night on ESPN. Corey Alexander's giving us flowers. Like, unlike I've I've ever heard, you know, any commentator. Um, what was that feeling like? Just talk me through head to toe the experience of beating Virginia at home on Castle that night. Yeah, that was uh, 
definitely a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know, something I'll never forget. It was special, unique in its own. Um, I think I knew uh, it was going to be pretty exciting, uh, you know, not just because we were starting to roll and catch fire and win some games, but because of the atmosphere, uh, you know, in Charlottesville when we played at UVA earlier in the year, um, you know, I could, I could sense, you know, the, the excitement, uh, just the rivalry vibes and emotion going into that one. And um, yeah, it was, it was a heartbreaker, you know, it was a great game, a great battle all the way down the stretch there, but to lose it the way we did. And then I think that was to go Owen four um, in the ACC. So that one hurt a lot, um, but to come back and then, you know, catch fire and have pretty much sold out crowd, um, you know, probably the best environment I've ever played in, um, in a basketball game in general, uh, was that game at home. And so, yeah, and, and even just some of the plays that, you know, as we made as a team down the stretch, uh, the way we won that game uh, was also incredibly special too. So something I'll definitely never forget. And I'm sure this seems like a blur. I've always wanted to ask about this, but we've never gone far enough for us to be able to ask this question. Um, you play Wednesday, March 9th, Thursday, March 10th, Friday, March 11th, Saturday, March 12th, back to back to back to back. Um against Clemson in an overtime game uh, against Notre Dame and, uh, you know, a close at some point game and then blow out North Carolina and blow out Duke. How much does fatigue factor in? Did fatigue set in at any point? Were you operating on momentum towards the end? Um, Cause playing four games back to back to back, I'm sure. Have you ever been in a situation where you've had to do that before? Talk me a little bit about kind of the body and what you were going through in that, uh, in that regard. Yeah, it can definitely be tough playing four games um, in a row. One of, one of them and our first one being an OT uh, can definitely take a toll on the body. I've had to do it once before. Um, my junior year at Wofford, uh, we had to go four in a row to get to the championship. We played Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday night, uh, and actually lost to Steve Forbes, uh, weight coaches team, ETSU team there in the championship. But yeah, we were, we were really dead that game. I remember that my junior year felt, felt the legs heavy and um, you know, every shot was short, but um, I think there was a clear difference that I, that I could tell in this, this, uh, this run, this stretch of four games. Um, I don't think any of us really felt fatigued, felt tired uh, mentally or uh, physically. I think we, you know, if anything, we're, we're even more juiced up to be there on that fourth day, um, both mentally and physically. So um, yeah, it was, it was just such a, such a run, such a special run, such a, um, special four days that I don't think, you know, much at all could really slow us down. Um, I don't think I've ever felt, uh, emotionally and, and just like full of adrenaline the way I felt waking up, you know, the day of the semis against UNC and the day of the championship against Duke, uh, just almost an indescribable feeling, you know, um, felt like I could eat a nail and, 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 I don't know. It was just unbelievable. So, um, no, I don't think fatigue had, had much to do with it. Then the next question would be, how are you guys prepping? So Duke had, uh, each one of the teams that you played, you were, uh, until you got to North Carolina had, had was prepping for you probably, or whoever you were playing specifically. So when you beat Notre Dame and you're playing North Carolina, how much time do you have to talk about, okay, we're playing North Carolina, here's the matchups, here's what we're doing, here's the switches that we're going through. We're playing Duke tomorrow, here's what we're doing, here's how we're guarding Banchero. How much are you able to actually adjust your scheme night to night? Yeah, I think uh, 
it was talked about quite a bit. Um, even the night of our games, going back to the hotel after we had just won, it was, you know, kind of reset everything really quickly. Um, you know, we won, we got time to move on, um, watch film uh, the night of the games that we had won, get a good night's rest, get right to shoot around more film all day long. Um, but at the same time, try not to make it as much about, you know, UNC and about Duke, um, but to, to make it about us and, you know, how well things were going to work for us on the offense and defensive end. Um, but yeah, you know, switching here and there, I think also um, the losses that we had uh, earlier in the season uh, to UNC and to Duke stuck out so much to us. And there were such uh, significant ways uh, that we really remembered what we needed to change just, you know, without even the coaches telling us. Um, so, you know, when we were able to, to meet and everything, um, pretty much on the same page. And at that point it was just down to, to execution and, uh, grit momentum, uh, you know, energy and, and just making winning plays. And so, um, you know, maybe we didn't even need a scheme. I don't know. We, we it felt like we had so much heart and energy and, and that it meant so much to us that, uh, we were going to win no matter what. Just a disclaimer, I did not uh, pay Storm Murphy to say grit, but he did get me fired up when he said it. So <laughs> there we go. There we go. I got you. <laughs> so that was an emotional tournament. I watched the Carolina game, the Notre Dame game, and the Duke game with Billy Ray in Colorado mm-hmm. um, at Ollie's in Frisco and Ollie's in, uh, in Breckenridge. And after we beat Carolina on Friday night, I was supposed to fly home on Sunday. Uh, back to Charlotte, but I called my dad. My parents are in North Jersey, you know, hour away from the Barclays Center. I called my dad right after we beat Carolina. I said, hey, what do you think? I should move my flight forward. I'll come home. We'll go to the game and it's going to be awesome. And my dad is like, no. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> if you, he's like, if you come to this game, we will lose the game. Right? <laughs> he says, guarantee. <laughs> he says, listen, you, oh, wow. you you keep watching Hokie basketball with Billy Ray out in Colorado. Have fun <laughs> skiing on Saturday and uh, stay where you are. So I did yeah. not I did not make the trip, but I did take a Greyhound bus from Frisco to the Denver airport on that Sunday. And on that bus, I watched the post-game presser uh, after you guys cut down the nets. And it was probably the, you know, the, the best 30 minutes of Virginia tech content I've seen in decades, you know, it was just incredible. Mm -hmm. Talk me through the emotions of just what it meant to you, what it meant to you guys. And just, you know, I mean, I know if you can, you can go ahead and watch that press conference and get it, but looking back now, a few months later, how does it feel and how has it sunk in? Yeah, I wouldn't say, you know, uh, it has totally sunk in yet, but um, I think, you know, the emotion that we felt that night, uh, the emotion that went into the game, into the celebration afterwards, um, just what it really meant to all of us was kind of a, a culmination of, uh, you know, all of our dreams coming true, uh, you know, from, from a childhood, uh, from being little kids, you know, to win a championship on pretty much the highest level. Um, you know, with, with the season we had to, to come together and, and win it the way we did, um, you know, knowing how proud we made Hokie Nation, I think was, uh, you know, maybe the biggest, uh, you know, emotional thing for us that made us so happy um, and was really rewarding, you know, just to know that, you know, we turned this thing around, 
Um, you know, when people rightfully so began to doubt us and, and, and you know, be disappointed in the season, uh, rightfully so, but that we turned it around and were able to, to bring a championship back to Blacksburg, um, you know, something that's never been done. So um, I think that was kind of the culmination of, of our dreams coming true. And, and uh, in addition, you know, making our city proud, you know, where we're from, um, where our school is. So that all uh, is something, you know, it's hard to put in the words. So city municipality city might be a little bit of a stretch. City. But- you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But to the, also the winners, y'all did it too. Like you don't have to be a Virginia tech fan or anybody fan. Like if you went to Wichita state or you went to Cal, <laughs> you look at the journey that you guys had to beat Clemson who had beat you a couple days before to beat Notre Dame um to to as god on their side supposedly and then go through north carolina and then go through duke the road was incredible and you know i i think i speak for absolutely everybody that that loves out orange and loves maroon and uh, has spent some time in the uh metropolis that is blacksburg virginia um just one of the best moments in in my in my history as a fan i i, I don't think that I, I i can't think of a time that it's that I've been that happy in four days. Um, so man, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I, I don't really know how to end this sentence, but it was, um, it was absolutely incredible. God, <laughs> um, okay. So I have, I know we're talking about the emotions right now. So let's, let's, let's keep these questions rolling about, about winning and the emotions. And then I got a, a more technical question after, but the confetti picture, man, the confetti orange yeah. and maroon confetti is falling from the sky of the Barclays Center. And this is like the ultimate cool picture that I've ever seen any well, athlete. You mentioned it on the, on the postgame pod. You were like, I have never seen orange and maroon confetti. I have followed Virginia Tech my entire life and I have never seen or- actual orange and yeah. actual maroon confetti. <laughs> yeah, talk, talk to us about the picture because it's, it's, it's perfect. Yeah, oh my goodness. Shout out to, to Jack Campbell on that one. Um, Incredible picture. Um, so glad he got it. I, I think it was a kind of a rush. I, I you know, the buzzer goes off. We're, we're kind of rushing the court. You know, we're hype. We're jumping. We're, we're, we're going nuts in, in, you know, happiness and, um, you know, just the thrill of the moment. The confetti, the team, we're wearing orange. Uh, you know, we just won. We, we, we actually did it to say and to feel that, like, we actually, you know, climbed that mountain. We actually one and we are champions um you know i think that it, it was crazy it was unbelievable and then um i think it, it settled in for a second um for me to really realize like how much that meant to me um like that that i was so happy to to be able to get to to come here and do this and and, and, and it's fulfilled in a way right we, we win a championship um and so that moment was kind of just me taking a moment and um you know, just, just taking it all in, thinking about, wow, how crazy was this? Like amazing. And so, um, yeah, just a lot of emotion into that picture. And, and I'm just glad Jack got it crazy angle with the confetti in the background as well. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something I'll have, I'll have framed probably forever. And what we also saw a lot of over the course of the ACC tournament was storm hitting the gritty. (laughs) <laughs> all, you know, all throughout the week with Joel Berry, you know, um, walking out <laughs> du- during the intros. Talk to us <laughs> about the evolution 
of the Storm Murphy gritty. You know, who is who is your gritty master that you're trying to learn from? And, you know, where where do you think you can take this? Yeah, I think it was I would I would say it was a, a duo partnership with Justin Mutz. You know, we we had been doing it for forever, for months, um, you know, kind of behind the scenes. Um, just him and I doing that, claiming, you know, we don't know how to walk. We just gritty everywhere, whatever, uh, kind of having fun with it. And then I started doing it, yeah, for like the starting lineups coming through the tunnel and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, after we had beaten um, Notre Dame was the one we're walking off the court and David, uh, David occasionally will do it with us as well. So we, we kind of did it together. Uh, I was doing it with him. He, he was facing me, I was facing him and the cameras got it. Um, and then it kind of just became a thing. It was, it was a dance, exciting. Let's keep dancing. Let's keep this momentum going. And um, yeah, kind of just turned into to my thing, I guess. <laughs> unreal. Unreal. I was at a wedding last night. Kenny Barnes, Wofford alum, you know, big time mm-hmm. Wofford alum, was doing a little bit of gridding last night as I well. It. I love uh, it. Uh, up there. But all right, my technical question, and then uh, we'll kick it back over to Bill. During the ACC tournament, um, before the Carolina game, I was scared about Brady Manic. You know, everyone knows Armando Baycott is going to get his double double. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's it goes without saying. But I was thinking, if we take Brady Manic out of the game, we are going to have a great chance of beating Carolina, and that's what we did. But what was the messaging, you know, from the coaching staff about? Um, you know, the game plan for Carolina? Was it essentially just, we need to take out Brady Manic? I'm sure there's a lot of other pieces that were moving, but definitely curious about that. Yeah, I think, you know, the first two times we played them, um, especially the first, we, we really focused on Armando and, um, you know, it kind of became a thing. Like you said, he's going to get his double-double. Um, we kind of got to shift focus on these other guys that really killed us in those first two games, Brady Manic, as well as their guard play. Um, they, they were raining threes in on us and uh, that hurt us a lot. So, um, you know, we, we did, we shifted our perspective a little bit uh, more focus on Brady Manic. i uh, just talked about how he's going to, he's going to pull any three with any space at all. Um, so we really got to crowd him, make him a driver, make him put it on the floor. And then he's also a great cutter. You know, anytime other guys drive, he's going to sneak behind someone's head for a layup or a dunk. And, um, you know, so we were really clued on that. Um, and then their guard play, we tried to guard them past the NBA arc so they couldn't, you know, rein in threes and, um, you know, thankfully they didn't shoot it as well, uh, you know, this time around as, as before. So that definitely helped, but yeah, you know, being able to make adjustments like that, you know, our coaching staff is just brilliant. Um, not just in, in the fact that they can see those things and that they need to, you know, get that to us, but the way they, uh, convey it, the way they can describe and help us really, uh, kind of buy into what they're saying, um, was huge all season long. Last question I'll ask about the ACC tournament, and then we'll move along. I want to ask you about the moment that you shared uh, with Coach K. I thought it was really cool that they captured that on television. Um, Coach K is a guy that I have gotten a lot of flack for, but have a lot of a lot of respect for um, for what he's meant to basketball professionally, collegiately, across every level. Um, I just want to know what that moment was like for you to get pulled aside by coach K talk to him in the midst of winning an ACC championship. Um, and if you feel like sharing whatever you spoke about, uh, fine. But I just, uh, that was one of the moments that really jumped off the screen to me after the game was over. Yeah, it was really cool. I think, um, you know, I've played him. I had played him twice before once at Wofford and once earlier the year at tech, but that was kind of, 
the moment for me where uh, he became more of a person for me. He became more of, um, you know, a great guy, uh, you know, with the words he shared with me and the fact that he just took the time to do that. You know, I didn't, I didn't expect him to, to grab me and embrace me and talk to me and share kind of words like that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm over there trying to congratulate, uh, you know, the Duke players on a great season, a great game and best of luck in the tournament in the future. Uh, and then I turn around, I see him there and I'm like, Oh, should I, should I get out of his way? Is there's, there's this escort for him there. And, um, you know, we kind of just walked up to each other and it was cool. He just, uh, I, I thanked him, you know, for what he's done for the game and just to look at, you know, who he's coached, uh, you know, I mean, his resume, his career speaks for itself. Uh, but yeah, I just thought, thanked him for all he's done for the game and just the inspiration he's been to me as well. Um, and uh, yeah, he just, he just said that, uh, you know, I was, I was a great player, great leader, um, you know, uh, congratulations, best of luck moving forward. Um, and he's a fan. So it was, it was a really, really cool moment for me just to, just to kind of have that one-on-one -on -one second with him. So um, definitely means a lot, uh, but yeah, glad we, uh, glad we won it anyways. That's for sure. <laughs> definitely one of the, one of the coolest moments uh, from March. Now we know about your relationship with coach young. He's calling you March Murphy. Um, <laughs> Talk to us about some of the bonds that you have with some of the other coaches on the staff. Yeah, got a great relationship with, I'd say, all of the guys on the staff. Um, even Coach Jones, who's, who's new to VT, just like me, we kind of came in together uh, on this thing. So kind of share that experience, getting to learn it all as we go. Um, but, yeah, you know, every coach um, – got a great relationship with them. There's, there's always, you know, some type of inside joke going around and um, they all have incredible personalities. They're all great coaches. Uh, they're all great guys, great men uh, who care about their players and we can all feel that. So um, it's cool to just, you know, be in a gym with them uh, every day, be in a locker room um, and, and, and kind of just go, go at that season together. Um, you know, they have a different uh, perspective, a little bit different, um, way of, of interacting with the players than coach young does at the head coach position. You know, they can, you know, talk to us about, uh, other things, which is really, really cool. And, um, you know, there's, there's, there's power, uh, and influence that assistant coaches have, uh, that are, that's different than a head coach. And so, um, I think they've really embraced that. They've really connected with the program, the players. And, um, you know, I was just so fortunate to, to get a front row seat to watching that and enjoying it. Um, but my goodness, it's, it's an incredible staff. So yeah, be on the lookout <laughs> for sure. My goodness, or good grief, as coach Young would say. Good um, grief. There we go. Good grief. <laughs> what is something that in one year at Virginia tech, what is, what is something that Virginia tech taught you that you actually never learned in four years at Wofford? Yeah, I would don't probably tell me, don't tell me like, uh, you know, some math equation. <laughs> don't give me some upper senior level class. Just something to do with school. Absolutely not. It should be. It should be. I know. But um, student athlete. Um, <laughs> goodness, I would probably say um, really taught me, um, you know, to to open up with people, I think, to be vulnerable with people. Um, you know, when I was going through my rough stretch at the beginning of the season and, and just, uh, you know, it was tough on me. Um, I think talking through that, you know, and being honest and open and vulnerable um, and laugh about things, no matter how hard or you know, difficult they could be, um, that that people are really like, you know, what get us through difficult times and 
they're why great times go so well and are so fun. And so um, I'd say, you know, relying on people heavily uh, is something that that definitely taught me in the midst of a, a tough uh, year. Um, and then, you know, that's what actually made it so special at the end was the people that, that we went through it with um, and that we got to celebrate it with. That is an unbelievable answer. I, I, am, I am floored with that answer. I want to know, did I, I, the reason I asked this is I'm a big Ryan Rosillo guy and he just interviewed Matt Ryan and he was saying, is there one interaction that you had with a fan regarding the comeback uh, in Atlanta versus Boston? Because Matt Ryan is from Boston College. He's constantly going back to New England. Is there one interaction that you can remember, whether it be with a student, whether it be online, is there one interaction that you can remember, whether it be positive or negative that stuck out to you this year? Oh, to, to nail it down to one interaction um, would be tough, but um, shout out, shout out to my guy, Jared Turner uh, from Charlotte, Hokies fan. He, you know, was at a couple games um, came up just, you know, after the games and was always being super receptive, super, you know, uh, intentional with, with, uh, you know, congratulating and talking and keeping our heads high, sending me messages, you know, on Twitter and, and stuff like that. So, uh, definitely helped was a huge encouragement, uh, you know, just to, to feel that from a personal standpoint, you know, not just something that's being put out there, uh, on Twitter for a lot of people to see or, or for a feed or for, um, likes and retweets, but, uh, uh, you know, to get that attention, that was super personal. Um, and then, so that was probably one person, one instance, one, one person from Hokie Nation, but, um, you know, high school coaches, coaches on the pro in the program at, at tech and then, um, family and friends, I, I would say all of it collective there. Um, but yeah, like I said, people, people, people make a difference for sure. I love that. I love that. So let's move into the postseason here. You said we got great coaches look out for Virginia tech in the future. Uh, the first person I wanted to ask you about was Sean Padula, mm -hmm. who a lot of people um, talking about internet bleep heads uh, <laughs> kind, of, kind of pitted you guys, like tried to like do this pitting you guys against each other. Thing. Yeah. I should play. This guy should do this. This guy should facilitate. Can you tell me a little bit about your one, your relationship with Sean, how you've seen him progress and how he made you better? Tell me a little bit yeah. about both of him throughout the season. Yeah, as that kind of happened, uh, you know, pitted, pitted against each other. It was kind of actually fun for us and entertaining for us to laugh about and kind of bond over, actually, um, because our relationship is great. We uh, from the day, you know, we both got there. Um, I think I was there a couple of days before him. And, you know, he like messaged me on, on Instagram, and whatnot, to, to get into the gym with me early. And so um, even before any of the teams really still there. Um, we were we were hanging out and, and getting to know each other. So. Storm, can you come on down? We gotta get we gotta get these uh, TikToks. <laughs> let's go. Let's get them rolling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my goodness, yeah, my my TikTok partner in crime, my backcourt partner in crime. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just a great dude. I think we're really similar off the court as well, um, kind of with our personality. So um, yeah, we 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 connected, you know, right away, and then. Um, even though I'm a, a fifth year senior coming in, he's a freshman coming in. We're both brand new to the program. We both have no clue in a, in a sense. I have a little more clue knowing, you know, the, the, the offense, the defense and some of the guys, but uh, we're both new, new to the whole place, the whole program and everything. So we kind of went through that together and it was fun. Um, but yeah, man, we battled, um, we, we competed. 
um, we helped each other. We talked, we, we, we reminded each other almost every day in practice, you know, Oh, what we're supposed to do as point guards in this drill or what did coach say on that? Or, or how we run this play? Oh, yesterday or two days ago, we put in this new play, right? How do we talk about that from a position standpoint? Um, was, 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 was huge. So it was definitely good to have someone very knowledgeable, cerebral, thought, thoughtful, um, and talented and skilled, uh, you know, in the backcourt with me. So, oh my goodness, what a lift did he give us in this season um, to, I mean, I don't know how many minutes a game he played, but to average the points he did to make the impact he did. Um, it felt like every time uh, he was in something great was happening, like every possession. Um, and so uh, it was just fun, fun to watch, fun for me to be a part of too. And uh, he's great. He's going to have an incredible career. Uh, I'm going to be the first one to buy a Sean Padula number three jersey when they come out. So he's uh, he's going to be great. And uh, the the last question I'll ask you regarding next year. Um, what is the future of Virginia Tech basketball? A lot of guys, you know, going, moving on to the next thing. Um, how do you view this team moving forward? Um, have you talked to your buddy, Justin? What's he thinking about? Just kind of <laughs> about uh, what you think about Virginia Tech in 2022, 2023. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, confidence and optimism going into next season, uh, you know, regardless of the moving pieces. I think that all came to a shock to uh, to everyone. You know, I, I don't think we saw, you know, this happening, um, but uh, trusting the coaching staff, me personally knowing who they are, the great recruiters they are, the great people they are. Uh, I know they're going to bring in incredible guys um, and already have. And so I know um yeah, it's kind of a reset button, no matter who's in there, um, no matter how much experience is coming back, uh, you know, the X's and O's of the culture, the chemistry and the type of people uh, from the coaching staff to the players is, is, you know, something to be super confident in. Um, so I think it'll be an incredible year. Once again, um, I would say a better non-conference season, a better start to the ACC season for sure. And hopefully the same type of finish. So um, yeah, I think a lot of confidence to be um, in uh, in the Hokies moving forward. Looking back over the past year, a lot of memories on the hardwood, but what would you say was your favorite non-basketball related memory uh, while at Virginia Tech? Yeah, I wouldn't say um, it's any one specific memory. I would say um, – one big one would be, you know, to be back in person with Kebe, um, you know, is huge. You know, I've been boys with him, you know, since high school, since our senior year there. And um, just to have the year together as roommates and be back in the gym together um, is something super special. So it, it definitely, um, you know, we picked up our relationship where we started, but to kind of just move on from there uh, with a ton of momentum and, and just kind of go through the year honestly, every day together, every hour together um, was, uh, was really, really cool. And I think is uh, super special for our relationship moving forward. So I think I'm super thankful for that. Um, and then I just say every, every individual relationship I, you know, I, I made and, and connected um, moving forward is super special to me off the court. So let's talk about right now. Um, I just want to get a sense as to what are you doing right now? Who are you working out with? Goals? What are you working to improve upon? Just kind of tell us about a day uh, in the life of Storm Murphy right now. Yeah. So right now, um, really trying to get back onto the grind of school, finishing my master's online. Um, back home right now, working out um, with trainers here. Um, every day, uh, at least one basketball workout and then trying to lift, do strength and conditioning as well. 
um, and just stay on top of things, be ready for workouts here and there. So that's kind of the pre-draft process is, um, you know, getting in with, uh, getting in workouts with NBA teams, um, trying to build that resume, trying to make connections, take every opportunity as they come and, and kind of just play our best basketball. So trying to maintain and get better to, to tip top shape and be ready for those. And then um, kind of just go from there um, while finishing school still uh, as important as that is. Um, what's next? I'll, I'll play. I'll play somewhere, um, whether it's in the United States or overseas. So I'm just looking forward, um, feeling super thankful, humbled and blessed to just to know that that's my next step. And that's uh, kind of what I'll be able to do next year is, is continue to play. That's always been a dream of mine. First, it was in college. And then uh, the next goal was to play professionally. So I'm excited to, to do that next year. So now we actually have a little bit of an announcement that we're pretty excited about. Um, for the first time in the history of Sons, and, uh, Sons of Saturday, we will be doing a collaborative piece now, I don't really know if this counts as NIL. I don't believe it does since you've graduated, but we're going to put it under that umbrella because this is a little bit of a test run for us. So why don't you go ahead, tell us about, um, just kind of tell us how this came to be and what we're going to, uh, what we're going to be doing. Obviously we have some details to iron out, but uh, let's, let's, let's let the people know. Yeah. We're uh, collabing to release a poster, um, you know, kind of commemorating and honoring, honoring the, uh, the season, the championship uh, banners kind of on there with the scores and um, it's cool. It's fun. And um, yeah, you know, like you mentioned, kind of moving in the direction of this NIL era. Um, you know, we saw what Justin did with an, an incredible poster, you know, Duncan on Banchero, kind of the dunk poster. PSL, I was going to say. Yes. Tech sideline. They have led the charge with this. Uh, Will Chris killed did, it. Uh, did a really, really good job. And um, as I know you were going to say, like this is the future of this is the future yeah. of college athletics, football, baseball, basketball, whatever. Um, this is how this is how it's gonna go, and it's great for you all. So I, I do mm -hmm. want to get my cap to them, and um, and yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, buddy. Yeah, no, Texas, I killed that um, with Justin. It was a great time, um, you know. Quick after the season, incredible picture had to be used, had to be used, and. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great for the athletes. It's great for the fan base. It's great for memories that are going to last forever, especially, you know, with the, the memorable season we had. And so um, kind of, you know, moving yeah with the, the NIL era and um, how that's becoming, you know, college athletics now um, where, you know, teams are recruiting that way. Teams are, um, you know, able to help an athlete um, out it, it financially as well um, through NIL deals. And so um, it's huge. And, and if I can play any part in, you know, bringing some attention to Virginia Tech or, or putting something out there to kind of help the momentum for these guys that are kind of come through this wave next, um, you know, as I'm leaving, kind of kind of put this out there um, and get it rolling is something that I would, I would be glad to do, happy to help with. And, um, you know, hopefully it can benefit everyone as well. So just for some very high-level details, uh, we will we'll be doing an event um, at Sharky's. Um, we'll have a date for you lined up. You'll be able to get your uh, poster autographed. Get a picture, hang out, maybe get some wings, have a beer. Um, so, yeah, really, really, really excited about that. And they will also be available for order online. So if you're yep. in Blacksburg, um, you'll be able to do it that way. Uh, Pat, do you have something to add here? I was going to say uh, stay tuned details to come over the next few days and uh, we're looking forward to getting those details ironed out it's going to be a ton of fun yeah speaking of sharkies uh letters from the lunch pail brought to you by 
Sharkies right in downtown Blacksburg. Storm, actually, I got to ask. <laughs> Are you guys doing photo shoots in Sharkies every weekend? What is what is up with Stormer? Yeah, uh, Sharkies deal. The couch picks um, kind of became a thing. I don't know. It was how, uh, how did this become a thing? What, what I think I think I think we were taking a picture uh, with some people there, and it was just the red couch was in sight, and and it was a lot of people in the picture. And why not? Why not go to the couch? Um, why, why not do that instead? You know, it's different. It's fun. Um, and so we kind of did that and, and people piled in and then it just became a thing. We were taking them, um, pretty much every week. Um, just kind of, a yeah, the Sharky special, I guess. So, um, it was fun to do that. And, uh, whenever people missed them being out of town or whatnot, uh, it definitely hurt. So I missed, I missed the one last week, but, um, it was fun, fun to do that. <laughs> One letter from the pale from VT00 Murdoch. Talk about the transition from Wofford to the ACC. Why did the team struggle early on or take longer than expected to gel? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, biggest transition uh, from Wofford to the ACC, uh, being that I had played ACC teams at Wofford, um, I think one was, you know, those games were kind of, the big deal, you know, playing at Duke for uh, a non-conference game at Wofford, um, huge. Go to go play UNC, you know, host Georgia Tech at home. Uh, those games were, were a really, really big deal to a mid-major school um, and, and huge wins if we could get them, um, which we were able to grab a couple against UNC. Uh, but now to, to move to the ACC and play those same teams night in and night out, every single night, um, was a huge change. I would say that was the first first one that comes to mind. Um, right off the bat, to be able to, you know, go to UNC and, and, and go to NC State and then play Virginia at home. It's just a, a crazy, incredible schedule. Um, that was a huge, huge selling point to me from Coach Young in the recruiting process. Uh, you know, just to to think about those those teams I've watched growing up and now to to host them and go play them. It's a uh, uh, pretty incredible. And then I'd say, you know, something that just goes right along with that in the ACC, you got uh, five guys on the court at the same time who can give you problems, any one of them, you know, they're high, high level recruits coming out of high school. Um, they're going to be developed at a high level. The ACC is full of um, incredible size and athleticism. I think that, you know, condenses the floor a lot more. Um, it just makes the, the pace of play a lot faster. So, I think that was kind of, you know, the big transition for me, um, you know, trying to stay under control, trying to, you know, get my bearings and, um, and all that with, with the differences there. But, um, and then moving on to the second part of the question. Um, yeah. Why did it take us so long to gel? I don't know. I think um, we might've thought, you know, man, yeah, these expectations are just going to happen. You know, while we were continuing to work and know we had to put in work to get better and, be, and come together as a unit um, you know, and we thought, yeah, we got all the right pieces. We're going to win games. We're going to be great. Um, but then, you know, as the season went on, lost some games, struggled a bit, um, you know, became way more a collective unit, way more of a brotherhood, way more of a team uh, aspect. Culture uh, was incredibly uh, special to us. It was built in a, in a really special way throughout the season and, and the locker room just got close. So, I think it took time, it took time to do that. You know, a few of us were new. And so um, really took time to do that. Um, and that's probably why, you know, we, it took a little bit to show. 
So to take us home here, last segment, my favorite segment, uh, we're going to do rapid fire. Uh, and the first segment here is Blacksburg. So I want to know what is your favorite bar and your favorite drink in Blacksburg? Now for everybody that's wondering, Storm Murphy is a graduate, sons <laughs> of clients, zero advertisement of underage drinking. So just, just zero. letting everyone know, where is your favorite place to consume or just have a good time, Storm Murphy. Maybe you don't even drink alcohol, so we'll 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 leave it up to you. I would say um, Sharkies, gotta be Sharkies. Um, Hokey Crush there is is pretty good. Hokey I've Crush, never, I've never is, is great. Yes, you should try it. Please do. Um, great, uh, but I don't know. Um, nothing can really beat Faws at Tots with Pat. I don't know. Can anything beat that? I don't know. Nothing beats <laughs> frogs ass water at Tots. <laughs> oh, yeah. Incredible. Incredible. I feel, like that's, I feel like that is the uh the typical order of op- that is the PEMDAS of uh of Virginia Tech. It is you go to the <laughs> and then you walk over to Tots. Is that is that the order of operations? It is it pretty it pretty much it pretty much was. Yep, yep. So, you, know, back, you know, back in our day, <laughs> we had this bar called Big Al's, and <laughs> we spent a lot of time in Big Al's as well. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that's, where, that's where Centro is. Centro was. Yeah, there. okay, okay, gotcha. I actually, I want to make these t-shirts to commemorate, like to tie together the new and the old. I've been calling it Big Alejandro's, because uh, you can buy- <laughs> I like that. <laughs> With the uh, with the Mexican flair, so I yes, Alejandro. Uh, <laughs> I like it. You had a chance while we're on the subject. Have you had a chance to go over to Hokie House? Did you go to '90s night at Hokie's house? Hokie House? I never have. Never yeah. have. Yeah. Never yeah. have. Yeah. Wish I had. Drafted, uh, I don't know if that's worth going all the way back to Blacksburg for. But they, <laughs> uh, they dropped the screen down. They play '90s music videos. Drinks are '90s prices. So that wow. is that, that's a that's a great night. In Do we know what night of, night of the week this is? They do it once a semester. Pat, Pat, when okay. is that? It's like right around Halloween time and right never, around. Never been to 90s night. I don't, <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, no. We're all, we're all, we are all flying in and doing autograph signings. Yeah. From let's go. Let's go. I guess 90s night wasn't on my, uh, my hokey bucket list, but I think we, yeah, we'll have to figure it out in the fall. 90s themed outfits as well. Uh, Tots Tuesday. You yep. get up there and you're singing karaoke. What song are you singing? Oh, it's hard to to not go with the climb. It's hard to not to not okay. go with the climb every time. Okay. Uh, me and Justin, that was our thing. Uh, Justin and I hit the climb. You and Justin Mutz sang the climb it's, at Todd's Tuesday. As frequent as we could. Yes. As often <laughs> as we could. Um, Were you singing? It was a scene. It was a scene and a half. It was uh, <laughs> incredible. Um, you have to set. You have to set. If there's a video of that. You have. You have to. <laughs> we'll see what we can find yeah um, is that is that what you sang when you were climbing up the ladder to go uh get a little bit of the net and <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> oh fitting is that song you know it's about yeah. the, it was about the season you know it was yeah. about the journey no, it was. The, the, song, the song that got the Hokies the ACC championship climb by Miley Cyrus. Cool. I've been telling everybody that listen Miley Cyrus just put out a live album and his absolutely phenomenal the climb is on there i'll send it to you i'll send it to really? you really oh, oh dude they got the climb they got seven things it's really really good need that. that okay good 
on that. Um, what about your favorite food spot? We got Slovaki uh, way back in the day. It feels like years ago, um, but it wasn't. It was like eight months ago. Um, yeah. what, what, where's your favorite place to eat in Blacksburg? Food spot. Ooh, I would have to go with uh, either PK's or L Rods. Okay. Cheese pizza. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you get the arroz con pollo at El Rods. Absolutely. Extra cheese. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Um, yeah, favorite spot. spot on campus. You're walking around. Um, whether it's with friends, whether it's with a honey, you want to say, "Yo, let's 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 throw out the picnic towel. Let's, let's put together a sandwich and just enjoy <laughs> the afternoon and talk about uh, memories of of I can't say yesteryear because you've been here for a couple months. So yester month, let's let's sit down <laughs> yeah. and talk about the memories of yester month. Uh, where's your favorite spot on campus? Yeah, um, I would have to say the duck pond. Walking back there, walking wow. through there is pretty nice. I, 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 that was that was probably the spot that jumped out to me um, the most on our, our little golf court ride through the recruiting visit. Wait, um, so have you been back since then, though? I have a couple times. Okay, couple times, okay, couple times, couple times. Yes, a couple times. Uh, I was about to five. say, Daryl Tapp had a video about tech, and he was like, "Athletes hang out here at the duck pond." And hey, so it's true, I guess. Yeah. I went zero times, so. <laughs> I went, a, I went a few times, um, definitely last summer, um, up to, I guess, up by the, um, up by the gardens, kind of up there. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, the gardens, gardens, dude. Yeah. yeah the botanical garden. Yes, 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 yes. So the, the water, the uh, back there, I like that. You're well versed, Storm. You've been, yeah. Thank you. you. Yeah, you're you. around. You're doing more than I did. You're doing more <laughs> in eight months than I did in four years. So I should, I should be proud of that. Of like once. So good. <laughs> Good, good. Uh, dining hall that you'll miss the most. Oh, is it West End? Is that what it's called? I mean, are you gonna miss it if you don't know what it's called? I, well, I didn't. I didn't ever. Okay, I never ate on campus really. I you never, didn't have it. Okay, so you didn't, didn't have, have an on-campus meal, but um, we would go with the freshmen sometimes um, and eat there. West End, I think it's West End, right? Yeah, that's yeah, it was West End. Yeah, with the last. Now, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Great spot. Great spot. So went there probably once, maybe twice. Um, great spot. <laughs> also realized there's a, learned there's a Jamba Juice on campus. Didn't know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You're too, busy, yeah. you're too busy picking dandelions in the botanical garden. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last one for this, uh, best coach young quote from the year. If, if any stand out right away. Oh, let's see. Oh, let's see. He has a lot of nicknames for you. He calls you a rat. He calls you a newspaper boy. Yeah, I would have, probably, like for me personally, probably the uh, the paper boy, uh, what do you call a rat? Yeah, mean as a snake. That combo, probably have to do that for me personally. Um <laughs> trying to think of one from like just the whole year or something he said in practice um was there anything he said what was the vibe like in the locker room when you guys get back to the Barclays Center speaking of which I think you played more games in the Barclays Center than Kyrie Irving did but that's a whole nother <laughs> no yeah yeah maybe uh, possibly <laughs> no, um, what, when he when he comes in what was that locker room like it just it must have been unbelievable it was, it was, it was pretty nuts. Um, you know, we're kind of all sporadically going places for interviews here and there, but we were all in there for a moment at the end. Um, and 
uh, he can't, we, you know, he waits, he waits in the, in the hallway for us all. We all get in there and we know what's coming. Everyone grabs two, three, four water bottles. Um, and he comes in, we just, you know, douse him, just, just go crazy with the water, um, running around. He's dancing, we're jumping, big huddle. Um, so it was, uh, it was a ton of fun. Um, I would say probably, uh, before the championship game was probably the coolest moment for me. Um, not in a, in a, uh, you know, nothing uh, that was funny that he said that, that, that was memorable, but the, the fact that he, um, the way he addressed us uh, in his speech, pregame speech to us was pretty uh, incredible. He just talked about, uh, you know, what it would mean to him to win this game and why we should win it, why we deserve to win it. Uh, kind of just, you know, talked about the year we went through and how, he was right, you know, that this thing was going to turn and become special. And oh my goodness, how special had it become. And then we're sitting there in the locker room about to play Duke for the ACC championship. And uh, he talks about just the history that it would mean to him, him growing up, you know, in Radford, him being a, a Hokie fan and, uh, you know, coming back to get this job to, to coach at Virginia Tech and, and just what it would mean to him to get to the championship game and to win. Um, and then he gave the floor to coach Jackson, who, who played here as well. And um, he talks about, you know, the alumni, the players, the ex-players he's coached and, and just everyone reaching out, uh, sending texts, you know, that, that it would just mean so much to them. So, you know, in a moment, uh, a few minutes, we were just like, felt like we were living through a long line of, of Hokies um, and wanted to, to go make them proud. So that was not kind of, uh, you know, the fire us up talk, um, but kind of just, you know, hit the right emotional string um, and uh, it got us going for sure. Well, Storm, I think that ties everything together. Um, let's go ahead and let's wrap up with uh, Sharky shout-outs. This is your time. Promote what you got going on. Where can everybody follow you? Do we have TikToks coming up? Um, you know, this is, your, this, is your, this is your time to promote whatever you're uh, ready to do. Um, yeah, no, shout-out Sons of Saturday, um, you know, first and foremost. Um, be back in Blacksburg uh, this weekend. I'll be there. So, um, That'll be fun. Hopefully see people at Sharky's uh, for the event and all that. But yeah, shout out to you guys. Shout out to Sons of Saturday. Um, just uh, great, great people, great podcast. Um, and then Blacksburg, man, as a whole. It's, uh, you know, thankfully uh, become, you know, my home uh, in a way. Um, as the slogan is, this is home. So means a lot to me, everyone of Hokie Nation. Just, yeah, big shout out to, to everyone and what we did this year. Storm Murphy. As a lot of people said, they can almost see it, the dream that they're dreaming, but there's a voice inside everyone's head saying you'll never reach it. And you <laughs> reached it, ACC champion. <laughs> and we Ryan reached Ryan it. Cyrus, <laughs> the that got us to it. It was. Shout out Miley. <laughs> Love it, man. Dude, Shout thank out you. Miley. We, uh, we'll get together soon. Looking forward to it. Everybody stay tuned for uh, information regarding the poster and the autograph signing. Storm Murphy, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you so much for your time, and we will talk to you soon. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. Love Please don't go to sweat a second Trash my friend's place 
Take a hit, it's starting